How's everybody doing today? My name is Isaiah Cooper, and with me is Greg McInnes. And this... Oh. What? Good afternoon, everyone. We're on a Sunday oh. afternoon. Okay, well, yeah. It's a great day. Mr. Mr. Interrupting. Just because I'm pausing for dramatic effect is me just storm in, storm the castle all willy-nilly. My light kicked on. It said this was this is now over dramatic pause, and uh, it sounded like it was an interjection pause. My apologies. That's all right, Greg. You know, the show would be nothing without you. This entire show is more or less is more or less just me piggybacking on all of your ideas and uh, for for some sort of variety talk show about nothing. Um, and that's it. It's out there now. So And, and yet we're still being sponsored by people. Not everyone has seen through it. Speaking of sponsors, this show today is brought to you by Fixident. With Fixident has all your denture securing needs. Are, are your dentures falling out of your mouth? Do they not stay in your mouth? When you chew things like bubble gum and eat bananas, do they, do they shift around a lot? Well, use Fixident and that should stop. That should fix the problem. Fixident. Uh, choose it over that other shit like Polygrip or sh- or Snug. You know, let's talk about Snug for a second. Snug is another <laughs> one of these. Snug is another one of these. <laughs> snug is another one of these. These uh, uh, denture adhesive uh, big big companies, and I really think they missed the mark with their with their teeth glue. You know what I mean? Snug. snug sounds too young. Yeah, it's not a product that you need to get to a younger demographic. I don't think there's a lot of twenty somethings or even thirty somethings that really need a gum glue. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Snug no. sounds way too uh, twittery. Yeah. I like yeah. it though. Dude. I would use it. I mean, as in my de- my time of life right now, I would definitely go with Snug over uh, Fixident or you know Polygrip is for communists and homosexuals. Fixident so. is our. I, I I hope you would go with Fixident over Snug. It's they're our sponsor, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> they're our sponsor. Of course I would. And, I, and as I was saying, Polygrip is for, clearly for communists and homosexuals. So right. I know our listeners will make the right choice as well. That's right. And uh, let's hope we can keep our sponsor, keep our sponsor f- for for uh, the next episode as well. We have a great sponsor, and they've they've brought you a wonderful, wonderful episode today. We've got a bit of a mix-up episode today. We're gonna go right into Google Alerts and just do Google Alerts for you. And uh, we we we're coming off a long a long break. We had some sickness and some other things come in and out of our lives, and. Um, this has, uh, you know, this these things happen. So here we are. Let's jump right into it and let's get on with our Google alerts. Been patiently Google. waiting for several weeks now for Isaiah to do any of these three. So I would love to hear what is the first alert that you had. My first alert for for the the last three weeks. <laughs> Was Jordan Peely 
Jordan Peely. Um, those of you who know him might pronounce it Peel, but <laughs> that's those are you guys, and that's me. So I'm pronouncing it Peely. Pele. Jordan Pele. Uh, Jordan Pele is actually one of... He got his start, and I don't know if it's actually how he started. I think... I actually didn't read his his Wikipedia. I kind of know his story, I think. I'm pretty sure he started off uh, doing improv. He was in an improv like troupe with him and uh, Key. What's what's Key's name? Keegan-Michael Key. Keegan-Michael Key. Wow. What a name, huh? Whitest black guy name ever. It is. It is, except for how, like... <laughs> A literary it is like the alliteration in it and everything that's like that black flare you know what i mean keegan michael key right right huh? I agree. they're they're musical people i agree with you maybe he's, a super- <laughs> maybe he's a superhero like bruce banner or peter parker all the all the superheroes have have uh a literary names Huh? I feel like I feel like if if you put the world's Keegans though in a pile, I think it's very dominantly not just white but like Lily White. Yeah, like Keegan like they're gonna to be, be like, they're gonna be shoulder to shoulder with the Tanners and the Skylers. Yeah. Yeah, show, me a, show me a black guy named Skyler. You're not gonna see that a lot, but they're out there. There's seven billion people, and they're not all Chinese, so you're gonna get a black Skyler once in a while. Yeah. You're right. It's like a white guy named Isaiah. It happens. <laughs> so let's see. Is <laughs> he was born in New York City and he was raised by his single mother, Lucinda Williams, on the Upper West Side, which is where Seinfeld takes place. Um, let's see his career. He uh, performed at Boom in Chicago. Amsterdam in Amsterdam and the second city in Chicago. So yes, he got his. Uh, um, he also was a part of the cast. He joined the cast of Mad TV, but and then uh, got involved with Keegan Michael Key, and they had their own show together. I uh, they def- which had its its funny bits. They had its funny bits. What he was really in the news, and he's been. Um, He's really been getting a lot of notoriety these past three weeks, and and right when you gave me his, gave me him as an alert, and I think this is probably the driving reason why you gave me the alert is because he uh, now directed, wrote and directed a movie called uh, "Show Me the Way Out." No, it's called um, <laughs> "Get Out," right? Get out. Get out. It's not Canadian. It's get out, not oot. You said get oot. Get oot. What's it, a boot? <laughs> a boot? I never really, I'm just harping on your, your accent there. I'm digging here. I'm digging. You going to help me dig? You're not a huge fan of get out, it sounds like. All right. <laughs> no, actually, I, I, I know uh, next to nothing about the movie. I know the movie is actually a... Uh, it's a horror kind of thriller movie, and it was very well received. So much for it that he was nominated for the Academy Award as far as uh, uh, for directing 
for the movie. Well, the whole movie was going to win the whole thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it was his his breakout directing. So uh, um, the first time he directed a movie. So that's really awesome. That's really good, and uh, uh, people were very excited about it because of what it is doing for um, you know people of color within the entertainment industry, and so people get very excited about that, and they like to see everyone doing well. And, uh, you know, we'll see how long before Danny Trejo uh, jumps on and starts doing his directing so we can get the the Latin, we can get the Latin director in there, the Mexican, he's Mexican, Danny Trejo. And uh, maybe we, you know, looking for the es- Eskimoan, Eskimo director. Well, that'd be great. Anyway, Jordan Peele. In the Google Alerts this week, I saw that he quit acting. Do you know why? Why did he quit acting? It said that he quit acting because of that movie called Emo- The Emoji Movie. <laughs> Wait, did, did you know you a movie voice for that? I've what? heard of it. I've heard of it. It's like an animated uh, movie about that actually stars fucking emojis, right? Yeah, it's all the emojis. Right, right, right. Well, he, he got a call from his agent, and they wanted him to play the role of the poop emoji, right? Nuh-uh. Yeah. Wait, why, <laughs> what's wrong with that? I don't know. That's fucking awesome. He was cast what? as poop. Wait. Well, no, he wasn't. He wasn't well, cast attempted, as poop. attempted to be cast as poop. Like, cast this, poop. We oh. got a perfect part for you because you're right. shit. <laughs> Well, he, maybe. So what happened was he heard that and he was like, uh, you really, you want me to play the poop? And they're like, yeah, do you want to play this poop part? We're going to pay you like a lot of money to play, to voice an anim, a, 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 what's the word? Anthropomorphized? No, that's if it's an animal. Um, per, persona, what is it? I think anthropomorphized, like you said, is for animals. I don't know what it is for poop. Uh, well, it's, if it's giving human human traits to an inanimate object and then there's there's ones given to an animal as anthropomorphized and then and then um i don't know i don't know man my brain's running on like half a cylinder today <laughs> too many drugs out there in the world for me not to take them all uh so what happened was he said let me think about it i gotta think about this you yeah, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable playing poop, maybe. Which is kind of weird. I don't know. Like, even... Like, I'd play poop in a second. And I don't know if there was ever a time in my life when I'd be like, I don't think I'd play that poop. Anyway, and then so he calls back the next day, and he slept on it. And he was like, all right, I'll play the poop. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, too late, dog. We already gave your part away. Sorry. You should have fucking nabbed it. And guess who they gave it to? Key. <laughs> that would really... <laughs> that would be really, really funny. That would be really funny. No, actually, I don't think... I think if I gave you a list of, like, four... Even if I narrowed it down to, like... Yeah, if I gave you, like, a multiple choice of, like, four actors, I still don't think you'd get it. Um, it's They gave it to Sir Patrick Stewart. Really? That's a totally yeah, different so direction. Isn't 
Why? I don't know. I mean, the young, like, hip, black comedian, and then you go with the old, bald, British, never was, that was from, like, some bullshit Star Wars, Star Trek show. Dude, he's knighted. What are you talking about? Sir Patrick, you know, I bet there's there's more people in this world that are familiar with the name Sir Patrick Stewart than they are Jordan Peele. I don't know about that. Call your mom. Ask her. My mom is dead. Long dead. Perhaps killed by Sir Patrick Stewart. That's another story. <laughs> but I did. You, did, your be, mom, did your mom really pass away? A long ass time ago. I've been an orphan for five or six years since my mid-30s. Okay. All right. Well, I apologize for that. Call call, call your any, ask anybody, man. I, I I can call my parents. And I everybody. feel like Patrick Stewart at one point had some cachet when he was the head guy on what's the show? Uh, Star. Uh, God damn it! What was the one he was on? Star Trek. It was, no, it was like yeah, Star Trek. What though? It was like the first one that was like a big spinoff. Deep Voyager. Was it Star Trek Voyager? I, I never watched any of that shit. Me, me neither. Like, yeah, me neither. But Star, I, Trek, was a, Star Trek was Enterprise first, or whatever? I don't know. No, Star, whatever it was, was like his thing. And But then, uh, besides that, though, what else has he done? You'd be hard-pressed um, to find out anything he's done that wasn't like, honestly, guy? like ironic reference to that, like that he had the big cachet. Family Guy, yeah. So he was probably himself and Family Guy being made fun of for being a one-hit fucking wonder. And, it was amazing. You know, he was a he was a reoccurring. No, 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 no. It was American Dad. He's a he's a he's a the voice of um, Stan's boss in American Dad. <laughs> that's a fucking huge role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dude. It's that's still like he he plays and he plays um, Professor X in all the X Men movies. That's true. He does play Professor X, but I, I feel like that's kind of on the nose and like fucking slow pitch for him. You really don't like Sir Patrick Stewart. I'm just not a big fan, and I'm I'm now I'm in, on the defensive because you said he's more popular right now than Jordan Peele, which I think, I think his I, name is more popular than Jordan Peele's. All right, I'll tell you what, you might be right, but I don't think so. I mean, as far as like right now in in like popular culture at this very moment, but if just like overall numbers of people who know the two names, there's more people that know the name. Sir Patrick Stewart didn't know the name. I think this will be my closing argument. This is going to be my, my strongest <laughs> closing argument on this. Who did they call first to play the poop in the Emoji movie? You're right, but that's just Thank because you of right much. now. Because of Case right closed, now. Your Honor. I rest my defense. But guess who wasn't too good? Guess who wasn't too good to play the poop? <laughs> of course. A fucking, fucking knight of the British Empire. <laughs> Sir Patrick Stewart. Yes, I'll play the poop, he, he said. He right on it. He jumped right on it. <laughs> I'll play the poop. I'd be you'd stupid not to be paid for poop. <laughs> Any of those voiceover things, to be totally honest with you, I mean, man, those guys make a lot of money to just sit there and do a little voice recording. Most of his, his work now is voice acting, Sir Patrick Stewart. So I'm sure he has a lot of fun doing it, and he really doesn't care. And um, so that's that. But um, yeah, that was that was the big week in Jordan Peele. I don't believe he did win uh, the award. He just got the it's, nomination. He was up for it. I th- I think it's in like three weeks. The Oscars. They're not here yet, or two weeks maybe. I think it's like the first week of March. So I get mm-hmm. it that you're not a Jordan Peele guy. You you're hoping 
they somehow yank his nomination and give it to Patrick Stewart previous, before the movie even comes out. Oh, wait, no, the Emoji movie is out. So he already has been the poop. I believe the movie is out. Isn't it? It is out. It's on Netflix. I saw it on Netflix. Yeah. You yeah. saw it? Did you actually no, see I haven't, it? Or? No, I have not seen it yet. But I'm... I'm <laughs> I, I think I might. <laughs> I think I might watch, put myself through it just to, you know, to do it. So, that was the week's in Jordan Peele. I don't think... I'm, I am I'm a fan of Jordan Peele. I mean, I'm not like a... I think there's... Few few people I am like fans of that I look to them and I go, ooh, I'm I'm a fan, a real fan. Like, but I I, I definitely respect Jordan Peele and his work. He's a funny guy. He's done a lot for comedy and sketch comedy, and obviously now moving into roles as like directing and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it. That's Jordan Peele. What do you got for us? What's next? He's, he's no Patrick Stewart. Um, I, I, my first alert is going to be uh, Sir Jackie Chan. See, they'll, they'll fucking do that for anybody. Even a Chinese guy from old karate movies. Is he really knighted? Well, you'll never know. I mean, I'm saying it right now, and it's going to be on the internet, so who are you to argue with me? I've just said it. Sir Jackie Chan. In fact, they did it the same week Sir Patrick Stewart got his. It was like an uh, email chain. Bam, you're all sirs. You're welcome. Now go play cool. poop. Owner of the Don't fucking play. sir. Jackie would play poop. <laughs> no, come on. Jackie Chan was awesome, dude. He was a great uh he was a great uh martial arts film actor in the eighties and he had a great run in the nine early nineties in America. He made like three or four, then he kinda slipped out. He's been making a lot of movies still. He's just one of these guys. He's gonna be very prolific. He's just gonna bang out the movies. He's making a ton worldwide. His grosses are still right there. Um, he does he does really well. And uh, but what happened with him this week, or in in our Google alerts for the last couple of weeks, uh, was not really related to acting at all, which I don't think surprises anyone. Uh, he is a part owner in a Le Mans racing team. Le Mans is uh, not. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that one way or the other, but. You've got basically IndyCar where the wheels are exposed fully and you get that little bar in the front. Then you got on the other end of the spectrum, you got stock car, which is like NASCAR, where it looks like a car, kind of, you know, very similar. And then Le Mans is in the middle where it kind of looks like an IndyCar. That frame has got a little bit of uh, uh, frame over the wheels, but it's very like aerodynamic and almost IndyCar-esque. So it's kind right, of like, right. a, a, it's like a cross between the two. So his racing team, Jackie Chan is part owner in a racing team, and they participated in the 24 Hours of Le Mans. And it's actually a 24-hour race where the car is constantly moving around the track, and there's like six or seven guys on the team. They didn't so wait, finish. Wait, wait, what kind of what kind of track is this? Is it like a round track or or it is? It's a it's not like a little tiny round track, but it actually yeah, it is a round track. Really? It is a round track. They're just doing... It's a little bigger than a normal one. Uh, or like it might be a, a like loop. A it might be a loop, actually, to tell you the truth. Cause, but it's, it's a lot of laps for 24 hours, and they do have, uh, you know, the whole the pit crews and all that. But they got, like, five or six guys on the team, or maybe seven. I think it was kind of open to how they wanted to do it. And they each drive, like, three or four hours at a whack. But you got to be ready, because if something happens, 
you know, if the guy that is went after you is sick or something and the other guy's not ready and you happen to be there, you got to jump back in the car and be doing like 190 miles an hour for like three hours. You know, it's, it's pretty exhausting. Wow. I don't think people think about car racing as physical as it is. But uh, in all the reading I did, that's what they were all talking about with this race. And it brings people from NASCAR and it brings, uh, you know, famous uh, IndyCar guys and all different types of Do you think they listen racers. to the radio? I don't think you're allowed to have a radio in the car. I think that would be too much weight. So, no, you're listening to, like, guys in your car. Like, that's the thing. They're not screwing around. This is like you're getting in that car. Your life is in jeopardy for the entire time because you're going maximum speeds, other cars going around. So, no, I don't think they're even listening to uh, Spotify on low volumes in the car. I think they're constantly trying to drive as fast as they possibly can. Wow. It's a pretty big deal. Um, It sounds like a big deal. There was a lot of stuff that came up uh, about Jackie Chan, a lot of old reference stuff, you know, like mentioning. He was mentioned in a million things, but like direct anything going on. The only other thing I came across was that he is going to be in, uh, potentially he's going to be in uh, the Karate Kid reboot that is coming out this year uh, called Cobra Kai. I believe he's going to be in that. And um, So wait, the one with, with uh, uh, Will Smith's kid, what, was that a Karate Kid or was that... Something yeah, different. Well, no, it was it was the Karate Kid is what they called it, but it was a different movie. It was not the same plot. I believe this Cobra Kai is going to be like an actual reboot of um, the Karate Kid. Of the Karate Kid, huh? Interesting. Or, or it might actually be, I don't know, is it going to be a movie or is it going to be a TV show? It might actually be know. a TV show, Cobra Kai. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to be much more based on... Uh, what the actual movie, The Karate Kid, with Ralph Macchio from the 80s, whereas The Karate Kid with Will Smith's son, I believe it was a totally different thing. They took the name, and then they did their own thing with it. This is going to do a different name, but go back to the original plot and put everything in it. But they can't have Mr. Miyagi in uh, The Cobra Kai, whether it's going to be a series or a movie, because he is dead. Pat Morita was an old comedian, and he died like phew, at least 10 years ago, I think. Really? Mr. Yep. Miyagi's dead? Mr. Miyagi, wax on, wax off, no more. No wax of anything anymore. He ain't waxing you, shit. You didn't see the original. He got waxed. <laughs> the whole plot He's... of that movie was a very slow build where Ralph Macchio was taught karate by Pat Morita without doing anything even remotely karate looking. He was like, go wax my car. And he was like, what the fuck? And he was like, yeah, wax my car. And he waxes it. And he's not like that. Very good strokes. Wax on, wax off. And then at the end, he's like, come on, man. These guys are going to kick my ass. I don't know any karate. And he goes, oh, but no, you do know karate. Look, you know this. You know that. And then he's like mimicking all the things he did around his house. And all of a sudden, he's like, holy shit. I'm like blocking all these kicks. And I don't know how he learns how to kick from waxing a car and doing gardening and shit. But in the end, he does kick the guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, that's such a a common, common plot device is these kids are, yeah, in... um, I mean, if you boil stuff down, there's only like a handful of uh, actual different plots. You know, everything else mm-hmm. is like just some variation of that, right? Because when you watch, we just talked about this uh, in the last episode. I watch a lot of live action shows with my kids. They like to watch, like you know, it's, it's shit aimed at kids. It's unbelievable how you really can boil everything down to like three or four or five stories. Everything can kind of go into those, you know, and it's like the biblical stories because that's what we had way back then. 
and everything is just kind of a slight variation of that or like a ironic version of that or like a funnier version of that or like a whatever but this you know the the, the basic appeals it's really all we got it's all we got man fucking Jackie Chan we'll see so we'll see if he's in the karate kid we'll see if he he'll be teaching do you think he do you think he would be the teacher um potentially you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Jackie Chan was actually uh, he, he. Maybe he's mentioned for all these things. Because now that I'm actually looking into it, I don't see that he is definitely locked into anything. They said he maybe was going to be Mr. Miyagi and the one with Will Smith's son, but I don't believe he was. Well, he wasn't. And uh, I don't know. Maybe he's like a um, a guy that will be in it if it's a TV show. Uh, is it? It might be coming out on. Is this going to be like a YouTube thing? No, I'm pretty it's, sure. I, when I saw the when I well, however I saw it, it said movie like reboot movie thing. It was a, <clears throat> it was on. Um, I saw I saw it as a, a Google, just like card that comes up like a, a little, I don't know how to say uh, news and just a news feed. But yeah, huh. it said movie. It said movie. So. Well, uh, you know, I don't. He's. I don't think he's guaranteed anything in it. I right. think they're just throwing his name out and, and maybe he's going to be involved uh that was pretty much all that came up with jackie chan though for direct stuff he gets mentioned a lot but uh you know it's because he was a figure that was very specific he was uh he, he brought like that really that next level acrobatic shit to karate movies which i think is in there now like if you remember and you may not but after he started doing his movies he did rumble in the bronx and then another one right after uh, all those really crazy movies came out with like Jet Li and uh, there was like three or four guys that were like big stars and they made these movies where they weren't just like fighting in a fucking ring anymore. They were like flying around and just doing all this crazy acrobatic shit and I feel like Jackie Chan popularized that and then they were like and all these green light, all these projects got greenlit after Jackie Chan made a boatload of money jumping around. Mm-hmm. You know, but almost like, like parkour. It's almost like parkour meets, you know, like straight up old school, put on a fucking uh, karate outfit and fucking jump around. Jackie, you know? did you know that he had his own uh, his own cartoon show? No, I did not. What was it called? It was called Jackie Chan Adventures. Did you ever see it? Oh, yeah. I used to watch it when I was a kid. Oh, it was like on like Saturday mornings or on the Cartoon oh, Network yeah. or whatever? Yeah, it was oh, this good. Funny. It was a, it was a Saturday morning cartoon, and it was about him, and uh, his uncle, and then he had a he had a niece, and there was this big, huge, like hulking, uh, Asian guy, like just, and I don't remember what his relation was. I think he worked for his uncle, and the whole thing was there are these like talismans like hidden all over the world, and they're just like these little you know, circular disc things with, like, animals imprinted in them. And if you are holding them, you, you get these... You get imbued with, like, these different powers. And there was, like, some guy trying to collect them all so he can, you know, take over the planet or something. And so Jackie was always trying to, like, get there and, and, and take them before he could and then bring them to his uncle. And his uncle would, like, do something, keep them safe somehow, I think. I'm pretty, pretty sure that's how it was. <coughs> but the uncle... The uncle was very funny in the, um, 
he wasn't he was he was like definitely the comedic relief in the whole thing he was always uh, I, I actually actually looked it up the other the other day he he always used to do this chant and he would like hold this he would hold this like big dead lizard in his hand and he would shake the lizard around and he was always trying to like ward off evil spirits and he would say you mogwe guai fagi sao you mogwe guai fagi sao and uh <laughs> which I looked it up and it actually translates to like be gone evil spirits or something so but it was um you know what's funny an animated series starring starring Jackie Chan is funny to me cuz like that is the weakest part of his game is his english is so poor <laughs> if that's all you got it's like go to the live action where you can actually see him jumping around you don't if you animate him and then use his voice that that does sound humorous for totally different reasons it is. I think you're right. But I think it's it's that to to a lot of kids, Jackie himself it was just like a hero, you know, like Jackie Chan the person. And so like, you know what? He almost is superhuman, so he could be like this superhero. And because his whole style is that of like he's kind of clumsy, but at the same time like always like right there on point. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I love about, like, watching him in his fight scenes and stuff. Like, he, he makes it look like he's is, like, it's not so choreographed. Like, he makes it look like, it, you know, it is choreographed and he's doing all these things. But he also he's makes it look like stumbling into the stuff, yeah. Right, like, he's doing it as it's coming to him and he's just that quick at thinking. And it's just like, oh, 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 you know, hey, like. Well, like, that's his whole thing. Like, he's self-effacing, like. You know, I'm not coming onto this thing to show you that I can just jump up and kick anything and do all the shit. I'm just kind, of, you know, I'm just trying to be a regular guy, and I think he's limited in that. That's the only thing he can come up with to be self-effacing about. Even though it's like, dude, you just ran up the side of a building with like a baby and a jug of water in your hands. Now we're supposed to believe that you're like tripping around. You, you're not caught. Are you fucked? But I just feel like he's just limited, and that's all he could come up with is like, oh, self-effacing. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. I, I will trip in the beginning of scene and then jump up and kick guy in face. And they're like, you're not getting it, Jackie, but whatever. You're a fucking movie. Go ahead. Action. You're a movie, Jackie. I like Jackie. <laughs> Action. And then he comes and he kicks you in the face. I loved it. So, I liked Jackie Chan. I thought he was pretty good. But uh, not much happening movie-wise for him. That was it. The car race and... Uh, a lot, of, All right. a lot of old reboot stuff on Jackie Chan. Nice. So, uh, we, let's move on to the next Google alert. We're, we're, we're chugging along here. We have got a couple more for each of us. Now, my next Google alert was uh, you gave me Joe Rogan. You Joe Rogan. Old Joe Rogan, Joe the Rogan. Rogan for... A lot of I remember. He, I remember he starred in news radio, but I don't remember anything since. So it was kind of like a "What's going on with this guy now?" type of thing. That's yeah, he just I, really fell off the face of the planet after that. You know, like where in the world is Joe? What's going on with Joe? I think he fell deep into drugs or something, and then just uh, it was just a downward spiral. I uh, didn't get a single alert, and that's about it. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, his alerts plagued my thing plagued. Um, it, uh, yeah i mean i don't i wouldn't say plagued obviously but actually no yeah. he plagued he plagued i did say plagued um most of his things because uh he is so intertwined in the mma or the fighting world now before anything i am 
I should be giving you his bio. So Joe Rogan is a Boston, started off in Boston as a stand-up comedian, uh, got signed and moved out to, to L.A. where he picked up the role on a show that almost went to, did it go to syndication or almost went to syndication called News Radio? I think it did. I think I saw reruns of it, so it went to syndication. Um, yeah, so it, he, and then it, uh, <clears throat> after that, he, and he's, you know, continued doing stand-up his whole life. He got picked up as the uh, commentator for uh, the UFC, early on in UFC. I think his first UFC appearance was, um, geez, it had to be, uh, it was like five or six, or maybe like even a little bit later. But it was it was early on, like early on in the UFC game. Um, because of his, he he actually grew up doing Taekwondo and competitive Taekwondo and stuff like that. So he was very knowledgeable in in the world of martial arts. He uh, has since done a lot of other types of martial arts. He's been doing stand up. He started a podcast that really boomed and exploded. A lot of people might know him from. Fear Factor, which he did for quite some time. Oh yeah, I forgot about Fear Factor. He was the host of Fear Factor for a while. He was the, he was the Fear Factor guy. Isn't that crazy? Eat the spiders. Eat them, Tanya. Or you're gonna lose. Or you're gonna lose. The famous line, <laughs> quoted, all over the planet. It was funny, dude. He you know he talks a lot about on his you know podcast, which is arguably one of the most, uh, one of the one of the biggest has like the one of the biggest broadest listening bases of of just about anything um in the world uh this is something (laughs) you really laugh but i don't think you i don't think you actually know the numbers maybe i don't know the numbers like i really like i think that's like you really uh there was uh i don't know how many i think across all things he gets over a billion like a month which uh news networks like cnn don't get those kinds of numbers. I was so mostly pretty... just laughing because I knew it was going to get your ball hairs in a in a twist. Oh, my ball hairs are non-existent <laughs> because I shave oh. my balls. Oh, because in episode 877, Joe Rogan said it was better to be pure and aerodynamic of the pubes. And mm-hmm. so you yeah. shaved them. Probably while the ep was still going. I like it. You know, there's the, it, it makes it so there's less surface area on my grundle and my junk. So there's less places. So there's less places for my, for the bacteria to hide when I clean. <laughs> Keep it slick down there. Uh, this is actually really interesting, and in a, in a lot of ways, what I'm going to give you here. Um, in a there was a a ranking. On uh, I don't know how exactly the ranking is done. Um, but I, I guess it's like a conglomerated of all social media outlets put together. Uh, the top comedians on social media are, and I, I'm pretty sure, and I'll give you the order. He's not he's not at at number one, but it is Joe Rogan and Kevin Hart. But do you know who is number one across all social media? So they combine Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and the fat Jewish. Uh, no, no. <laughs> it's really actually it's not like you you know him but it's kind of like really like i, I you probably haven't even heard of him in oh. at least a, like a month or two i mean i'm sure you, every once in a while you hear his name but 
How about uh, Mark Marin? No, man. D.L. Hughley. Really? Yeah. Number one. And you're like, what the fuck has he even been doing? Apparently he's been crushing it on social media is what he's been doing. And we're like the only two people left out of this. But I guess uh, so. Yeah. I'm going to take this immediate opportunity right now to give you your first Google alert for next week because this does sound like it's going to be interesting for both of us. I mean, I fucking remember that guy from a TV show 15 years ago that sucked on the WB or whatever. I'm surprised if you told me he was dead, I I would be like, okay. To tell me he's the number one guy on social media? Like, what the fuck are we missing? For comedy. For comedy. All right. I mean, that's a fucking big subject. If he's bigger than Joe Rogan... I mean, right, I'm thinking right. like Jesus and Hitler and maybe only one other guy. And D.L. Hughley is on that list also. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. That is your first Google there for next week. Oh, man. I accidentally just deleted all my things. All right. So uh, and, and that brings me to my first, your first Google alert, uh, the fat Jewish. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. <laughs> 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 All right, so I got D.L. Hughley. 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 That'll be fun. That'll be fun. All right, wait. So now I feel like we're sidetracking on Joe Rogan. I know that's the last thing you want to do. I know. Is sidetrack on your hero. I just, My hero. Please insert your lips back close to the base of his uh, scrotum near his grundle and continue applying suction. Um, uh-huh. A suction is applied. <laughs> um. <laughs> You know, uh, do wow. That's really, I'm sorry. <laughs> I really wish that I could somehow, you, you could somehow see what is, what, it, what this is right now. Uh, so, so I'm in my Google alerts right now and I clicked on one, one of the emails for the Joe Rogan thing. So I'm scrolling through the alerts. And as you said that, this is the, this is the, the what I'm reading. It says the first, second, of the Joe Rogan Alex Jones podcast before his, and that's it. So Rogan and Eddie Bravo talk about Donald Trump, whatever, whatever. But the thumbnail, the thumbnail for it is a massive black dong going into this lady's mouth. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That is so crazy. That's like a thing or something because how fucking weird is this? I'm looking at <laughs> Shut a... The fuck up. From my Jackie Chan alerts, I swear to God, from my Jackie, she's like, it looks like her head is like on a purple pillow against the headboard, purple pillow headboard <laughs> is like right there, like a line. What is happening? And it's like some article that says R.I.P. Jackie Chan. I was like, what in the fuck is? It? Because you know how in the alerts you've got like news feed and then you've got web. Mm-hmm. This was like a web thing that came up, and I'm like, what in the fuck am I looking at? That's exactly the same thing. Purple pillow. She looks like she's about to be asphyxiated by this thing. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I, that's that's some <laughs> weird assholes thing to like get a bunch of clicks on it. Yeah, man, that's the world we live in. Is that spam is just fucking out there and it totally egregiously. That what what are the odds that, that we're we just saw the same goddamn? Well, purple. that's the thing with this spam crap. I feel like now I'm probably gonna look through a bunch of alerts and we're gonna see like every every eight hundred and seventh web article is a picture of that the dong and the purple the pillow. Guy. Yeah, and you click on it, and it's some friggin', you know, pay us three bucks to watch this lady get choked. Or whatever the frig is going on in that. 
I'm looking through my other alerts now to see if I can find that picture because usually when something like that happens, it's like totally ubiquitous and the asshole that does it like puts it everywhere in every corner of the web. Mm-hmm. Because, come on, what are the chances that two out of our three alerts came up with that picture? You think we got the only two? No. There's like 8% of all web freaking uh, thumbnails now for the next week are going to be that picture. Fucking guy. They should find those people and root them out. I'm not for the death penalty, but like people with viruses and like that really aggressive spammy shit that's out there. I think we do need to find those people and kill them because we just spend too much goddamn money working around it. It's just so fucking annoying. Mm. I get biblical. I get biblical when biblical. I talk about spam. You should call up that dude in the picture. And he should just, <laughs> he should bring his, his dong and his purple pillow <laughs> to, uh, to all their houses and give them a taste. Give them a taste. That's going to be difficult, walking around the world being a guy with junk like that. I don't know, man. There's only one job for you. But that's... Definitely uh, not food service. So, yeah, Joe Rogan had a lot of... Um, it's all just, you know, fight stuff. There was, you know, him commentating on different fighters. There's so much news about fighting. And it always they always want to know, what does Joe Rogan have to say? Because he's always commenting on his podcast or whether it was something he said during a fight or any of that kind of stuff. So it's all just a bunch of inane shit about that. Um, you know, he's currently touring at, uh, right now. I'm sure he's working on his new special now that Triggered is out on Netflix. So he's probably working on a new new special and whatnot. But I haven't seen it yet, but that's on my list. I will watch Triggered. I haven't. listed for me as a... Yeah. I haven't watched it, but everyone who's watched it has told me really great things. So uh, I'll probably watch it sometime soon. Soonly. Maybe today or... Well, well, I listened to an app on his podcast, and if his podcast is to believe, be believed, after like 11 minutes of talking about supplements and shit that he sells that are, you know, Joe Rogan-oriented companies, he does like a three-minute bit where he or three-minute commercial about the sh- a special with, uh, you know, a lot of uh, high praise from a lot of various sources. So it sounds like it's pretty funny. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, let's let's keep this train <laughs> fucking... Keep this train fucking going. Uh, what do you got for me? Uh, my next one is Jeff Bezos. How? The richest man in the world. How the fuck is he doing? You know, he's doing pretty goddamn well, man. Uh, the alerts. So, I mean, I think everybody knows who he is, but just in case you don't, he's the guy that founded Amazon. He is the richest man in the world right now because his company is worth so much. That stock is just unbelievably valuable right now. And so as of February 17th, 2018, he is worth $120.2 billion with a B. Uh, he is on track, contended to be on track to become the wealthiest person in modern history and uh, who knows, right? There are some people out there that own shit that's not maybe ca- categorized and all that. But of the people that are categorized, and most people are in that, uh, he's, he's the richest guy in the world right now. He's doing pretty well. Uh, the alerts, we started this prior to the Super Bowl, even though the Super Bowl is now a couple of weeks old. And uh, I thought it was funny that, uh, I don't know, did you see the commercial that he was in during the Super Bowl? They did like a series of little ads. I did not. He was in these ads. I didn't see him either, actually, because I watched the Super Bowl on like this weird feed. It was like a British feed, so we got all kinds of bullshit British commercials. But um, in the U.S., uh, Amazon put a big commercial in about 
Alexa losing her voice and he gets an acting part in the commercial. And I've seen the commercial because you can get that online. I saw that before the Super Bowl. And it was just really funny because he's not an actor. He's, you know, the richest guy in the world. He's an awesome. Like there's two, there's two aspects to these big companies. I don't think a lot of people realize this. Like any other thing, there's like the skill set that's needed to get something going. Then there's also the skill set needed to keep it going. Right. Like I like to think about uh, for elected officials, for example, like to become the president, you have to be a serious marketer and a serious speaker. And, a, and a, you have to be a really good presence to get the job. Then once you do it, what are the chances that someone that's really great at that can actually go on and actually be a president and, and make the right decisions and all that shit? And I think in the past, it wasn't such a big deal about the marketing and shit before. I think people were smart enough and paid enough attention so that they would be like, this is the best guy for the job. Who cares about all this other bullshit? Now, we're idiots. And so we have a jackass that's good at self-promotion, and then he gets into the office and he's a fucking idiot. And that's, that's what we deserve where we're at right now. But anyway, to, how does that apply to Jeff Bezos? He started this company, Amazon, back in the 90s. And the skill set needed to get an internet company up and going and making it make some noise and make some money is, it, you know, he was really amazing at that. And from what I've been reading, I mean, for a while about the guy, is that not only was he amazing at that set of skills to get a company started and sell it to people and get it moving... He's also amazing at taking it to the next level and finding new ways to make it better and to make things bigger and to, uh, you know, to expand on what they're already doing, which is why they're just a fucking ridiculously huge company. I mean, they're, they're in everything. And I don't even think people think about what their biggest thing is, which is kind of behind the scenes, business to business web hosting is like Amazon's big thing. You think about being able to click a button and have them ship something to your house, which is yeah, I mean, that's amazing. That's what everyone in the country loves and thinks about when they think about Amazon. But they also are the managing the world's data, and they're the biggest at it. And uh, now they're opening up stores and all that. Like, one of the big articles that came up in this was this thing called HQ2. Have you heard of anything about HQ2? I have not. In fact, I think I saw the commercials for it, and I was like, what the fuck even is this? Yeah, like who the fuck advertises for something like this? But Amazon's big enough that every little detail is a big deal. They are based out of Seattle. They have been for over 20 years. Now they're going to open up HQ2, a second headquarters, because they're so big. And they put out like a thing like the fucking Olympics do to like who wants to host the fucking HQ2. And they're looking at um, just in January, actually, right before the Super Bowl, they broke down the list and they have like 20 finalists for where HQ2 is going to go. And it's going to create a lot of economic activity. So I can see why all these places would want to do it. And wait, what exactly is HQ2? It's their second headquarters. Their headquarters oh, right now is in Seattle. Wow. There's going to be HQ2, which is going to be huge because there's going to be a lot of jobs. There's going to be a lot of stuff happening there. And so whoever, whichever city gets this HQ2, it's going to be a boon. This is not going to be like the Olympics because the Olympics is a quick thing that comes. You have to spend a lot of money to put up bridges and clean up your streets and ship the homeless people out of there and all that type of stuff. Then it comes for three weeks. People buy hot dogs and T-shirts and trash the streets and then it's gone. This is going to be different. This is going to be, you know, it's going to be like 50,000 workers and a lot of them are going to be, you know, not just like warehouse people. I mean, it's going to be like upper management and it's billions and billions of dollars in construction and then constant money after that. And all those people are going to come and live there. A lot of those people anyway are going to come and live whatever city that is. So there's going to be a lot of rich people that are going to just 
you know, well, it's, it's going to be a big deal. And they're pretty much going to own that city from then on out. Because that's like what's going on up in Seattle. Like there's such a large section of the city that they just own outright. It just keeps buying up more building space around them. I mean, any of these big companies, you know, there's like a, there's a lot of big companies, right? But you, there's like a upper level, like that top 1%, Microsoft, Amazon, Google, Facebook. Uh, I mean, you know, Apple, I suppose that's, that's the fucking, that's it right there, dude. So when those companies do something, maybe I, did I miss anyone? That seems to be like the big five right now in this tech boom. They're all on the West coast. These guys are trying to jump ahead and open up another corporate headquarters. Maybe they'll do it in the Midwest to get the middle of the country behind them. Or maybe they'll do it in Boston to get the other coast. Or Florida. There's a city in, I believe Tampa is one of the 20, uh, one of the 20 finalists. I mean, I don't think they'll actually put it in Tampa, but. Uh, Should put that shit in uh, Sarasota. No, Miami. No, my. I'm sorry. The finalists are Atlanta, which you'd figure they're huge. Austin, Texas, because it's kind of funky. Boston. Chicago, Columbus, Ohio, that would be like a nod to be good to the rest of the country. You know, L.A., that would be a good option because 10% of the fucking country lives there. So, what you know, Denver, Dallas, Miami. Miami is the Florida finalist. They were talking about it in Tampa in some alerts that I saw, but Tampa is not one of the finalists, but Miami is. And then a bunch of places in the Northeast. You know, Toronto was one, too. That's the only non-American um Option that's out there, right? Toronto being in yeah. Canada, so that would be interesting. If they went to Toronto. What do you think it's going to be? You want to take bets? Um, yeah, I mean, if I had to guess, I'd probably say it's going to be L.A. or Chicago. You know, I think it's going to be if they Austin. do it in one of the others. I was going to say it's so funny you say that because I was going to say if it's going to be like Austin or Columbus or something like that, it's going to be because those company, those cities, go listen. We'll give you. You won't ever pay taxes here ever, and never-ending blowjobs and. And and they're gonna fucking throw everything but the kitchen sink at them because LA is gonna be like, yeah, I mean you should probably do it here and this is why you should do it, but we're not gonna, you know, we'll give you some tax breaks or whatever. But some of these little places are gonna be like, we will fucking do whatever you you. It'll be called Bezosia. That's right. As soon as you fucking break ground, <coughs> so it could be one of those little cities. You never know what the back end. Bezosia. Welcome to Bezosia, Texas. So that was the big thing. HQ2 is a big deal. The only other thing that happened of note, which I think is interesting, is Jeffrey Tambor. You know who that is? Yeah. Jeffrey, T- he, uh, the actor who played um, the father in uh, Arrested Development. Yeah. He also, pl- he also played the sidekick in The Larry Sanders Show. Um, he was fired from his show called, what was that show called? Trans. He played a, a, he played a transgender uh, in the show, what the hell was the show called? It was like a play on words of transgender. He was shit canned for groping multiple transgender people on the show. Really? And that was an yeah, and it was an Amazon show. Trans. God damn it! Why can't I remember what the name of the show was? Uh, and I had an article up on it earlier. Really? He was he was groping them. Yeah, he groped multiple people. He, and mostly, this was like. You know, that's that that witch hunt thing that's going on right now for these guys, which is if you did anything that was not uh, on the level, I mean, it just takes an allegation. You're gone. We'll never know how many of these things actually happen. I mean, when you're thinking like Bill Cosby, 100 women have come out. Yeah, he's guilty. But how many of these other ones are just like this lady's like, oh, I'm going to fucking fuck with this guy. Mm. Yeah, he grabbed my tit and they're like, all right, gone. We don't want to have to deal with this. What's next? Yeah. 
And then, and then in two years, they'd be like, hey, we found out he never actually did that. I mean, he's done. He's like homeless now. He went on a rant. He switched industries, whatever. But just for the record, he never actually did that. But you're already dead. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. You're dead. Once it slaps your matter. name, once yeah. it's on your name, you're done. You can't come back from it. Yep. I don't know. I, and I don't know how big of I don't know how big of a deal that show was for Jeffrey Tambor, but I thought it was um, kind of sucky that he got fired. But at the same time, you got to take that shit seriously because it's happening now and it's a big deal, and we can't let people just even these rich guys just do all the groping that they used to do. You know, it's like the next step in our evolution. I think. You know, I'm, who, who, so do, I you, who do you who do you think was, will be next? Who do you, who hasn't? Who do you? Oh my God! Who hasn't been? accused of this shit that you think that you're surprised has been accused I mean so many people have been accused not everybody is out I mean there are some guys that I feel like are out of it like I bet you Bill Gates is probably fine I bet you um, I mean Jeff Bezos when you you say they're fine fine, like they haven't done anything and they yeah like they like you can't there's no because I don't think that they're doing that I don't think Bill Gates is doing that I think I don't think Elon Musk is doing no, that. No, if no. either of those guys got and got busted, you know, caught up in this, it would be crazy to me. But I think Elon Musk is like a crazy machine of a weirdo, and uh, I don't think sex even is something. He just like it's such a waste of time. It's are you kidding me? He, he tried. You know, and, Amber Heard, the actress. It, there's like yeah, a huge thing he's, where he just all he does. Uh, they were dating for a little while on and off, and it was like this huge thing. Like he was trying his ass off to get her to like be his wife. Like sending her messages and stuff and all kinds of shit. She just didn't want any part. All right, of it. but it wasn't like he was. It, it, he wasn't actually doing anything. You know, like no, no, no. He wasn't. He wasn't. No, no, no. He wasn't doing anything fucked up. He wasn't doing any like groping, any kind of weird shit like that. Um, but what I'm saying is, he's definitely, definitely likes a little ninety every once in a while. You know. <laughs> what what I what I'm asking though what I'm asking is is there anyone who hasn't been accused and you're like you're surprised like you look at him and you're like that guy grabs a tit every now and then he has to but he hasn't been no. accused yet I, no because I I honestly I feel like any anybody with any cachet at all has done something that they could be in trouble for mm-hmm. so it's just gonna be which guy is gonna get screwed right right you know which which what's cracking me up and then we'll move on to the next person. The next uh, alert is what's cracking me up is that each of these things come out and they're like, this guy grabbed someone's ass. This guy did this. And they're like, you're done. You're done. And then shit is coming out about Donald Trump, the president of the United States daily. This sh- crazy shit. I grab him by the pussy. This girl did that. Hey, I had kids with this one. This he paid a porn star. His lawyer paid a porn star one hundred and thirty grand to keep things quiet that he wasn't banging this this porn star, Stormy Daniels. And she's coming out now and saying, well, now that the lawyer let it out of the bag, I don't even think I need to be quiet about it. And he's the president of the fucking United States. And there's just so many fucked up things going on with the guy at once that it's not even being, t- none of it is being taken seriously. Because they're like, well, there's been, there's a thousand things, you know, if you pick 10 that you don't think are important and you just focus on that, he, like no one's holding his, his feet to the fire on anything. It's fucking unbelievable. <laughs> Unfucking believable Oh, man. I like it. Grab him by the pussy. Grab him by the pussy, man. Hashtag. <laughs> you know what's up. Nice. Are we moving? Are we moving? We're at 55 minutes. Let's keep yeah. going. Moving on. We're doing well. We got four down. Four down? Four. I got one more and you got one more. That'll make six. Nice. All nice. right. What do you got? Uh, my last Google alert for the day is 
the Yulin Dog Meat Festival. And I know (laughs) you know it. You love it. You wait for it anxiously every year. The Yulin Dog Meat Festival. So Yulin is a is a province, I believe. That one's out of my ass, but I'm pretty sure it's right. In China. It's a place in China. And every year, as like a uh, uh, going into the summer solstice kind of festival, like bringing in the warmer weather, the warmer, uh, uh, the change of season, they have the Yulin, they have the, the dog meat and lychee festival. Now, do you know what a lychee is? I don't know what a lychee is. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. Um, or a leek. Okay. A leek. It could be a leek. Leek. Dog meat and leek festival, which is fun. I imagine some fixing for like a dog meat feast. It's like a uh, some kind of berry or vegetable. Or now I want it. Now I got to look it up. But it goes with dog anus, like perfectly complements it. It really does. It really does. And it said that dog meat and leeks, uh, are they 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 keep you cool and warm and in warmer weather. So that's why this is the this is the kind of thing. That uh, that's why it's 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 a thing. That's why it's a festival. And the festival doesn't have much of an ancient tradition, but it, it is an older festival. It's been around for quite some time. Um, so let me uh, get you the actual facts here. It's really fucked up. I mean, in 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 a way, and in others, it's not. Uh, no, so it is. It's like lychee or l. It's l y c h e e. So I don't know what that is, and um, it's common to, commonly referred to as the dog Yulin Dog Meat Festival. is an annual celebration held in Yulin, Gongxi, China, during the summer solstice, in which the festival goers eat dog meat and lychees. The festival begin. Uh, the festival began in 2009, so it's it's not it's not an ancient thing, and spans about 10 days, during which it is estimated that 10,000 to 15,000 dogs are consumed. The festival has been criticized by animal welf- welfare and animal rights supporters. Um, now let's look up what we all know what dog meat is. So let's learn what a lychee is. Uh, it's weird looking. It is weird looking. Yeah, yeah. I, it looks like an alien fruit. Right. It is. So it is. It's like this uh, little fruit and whatnot, and it pairs real nicely with the dog meat. And uh, <laughs> they make they make shakes and smoothies. And now, obviously, uh, because of our because of our um, feeling towards dogs in in general, we have. A when when I Google something like this or when you Google something like this, the pictures that we're gonna see of it, it's not like a bunch of kids and families walking around eating dog on a stick with smiles on their faces, playing lychee ball and drinking their shots of lychee while they eat their. No, it's a wheelbarrow filled with dog carcasses right. and like an, a sinister looking dude right. laughing. Yes, as ma- he cackling maniacally while he while he cackling maniacally while he drinks. <laughs> How do they? They catch that in the still every time. He's cackling maniacally. <laughs> As he drags one leash, that's he's he's got like a chain gang of dogs, all emaciated, dragging their paws, and he's yanking them down, screaming. 
a nickel, a nickel a dog, you know, just shaking them around, beating them with a switch every time they, they bring their eyes off the ground. Um, that's, that's what you're seeing. Where, don't get me wrong, I'm sure when you're at the dog meat festival, the days leading up to the dog meat festival, uh, if you turn down the wrong dark alley, that guy's going to be standing there. But um, just, <laughs> I can only assume uh, for all of, for every one of those guys, there's hundreds of dudes or hundreds of people that are like, you know, raising these dogs like cattle, like you would raise cattle, like they're running around in pens and whatnot. And then uh, they end up taking them to the, to the festival and doing the whole thing and humanely, you know. Now I know. See, I know. Now I was imagining. I was imagining it was a way to like clean stray dogs up off the street. Uh, well, yeah, actually, what I thought was like the. Actually, yes, they do that a lot. And 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 another thing that's kind of fucked up is that um, uh, a lot of these dogs are uh, people. They're 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 people stealing these dogs because people in China still own dogs as pets. And uh, there's people that are like they'll see, there'll be a dog in a cage for sale for eating, and during the festival, and it's got like a collar on, you know, like <laughs> like they just went and nab. But the thing is, like if that's how the it, that's how the festival started is like we just want to clean up all the stray dogs on the streets. Well, there's only going to be so many stray dogs, and and you're going to make more money if you're just like, well, how about I just catch two stray dogs this year, and then next year I'll have fucking. 80 fucking dogs that I can sell because I just made them have sex a bunch, you know? It's just like... Don't, don't you feel like there's got to be, like, tens of thousands of stray dogs, though, in, in anywhere in China? Right. Any random place? Of course, but because it's it would still like be easier for you just to farm the dogs. That's just, like... I guess. Yeah, it's, that, that's a common problem. Like, there was... Um, it's like they, they, they were trying... They, they tried that with, like, some frogs... Like they needed the uh, these frogs, so every time you turned in one of these frogs, like you were you were people were getting money for them because they were invasive, and these people were like fuck that, I'm not hunting these frogs. I'm gonna find a handful of them, I'm gonna put them all in one cage, and I'm just gonna make them fuck and keep making money, and I'm not gonna have to do anything. <laughs> like that's what happens. Like when you when you when you make it one thing, people are just gonna find the easiest way to do it, and the easiest way to do it is is definitely farming. So. Um, That's funny. That was, I, I imagine, and I, I have no way of knowing for sure. I don't know if you came across it, but I imagine the impetus for the dog meat festival was we got to do something about these dogs. But you're absolutely right. People are like, I, I'm not a dog catcher, and the dog catcher wouldn't be into eating, you know, trapping them to eat them. But I can make some money here. So you're right. Let me just open up a dog, a puppy mill, right. just for the express consent of feeding people dogs. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because people aren't eating their own pet dogs, so you're you're right. There's only two options: farm them or go catch them. And uh, the people that are probably better at catching them are probably doing it from a more humane, you know, perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. right, like to catch these dogs and get them readopted, or right. what? I don't know though. That's like from an American. Uh, point yeah, of humane, human, catching no. dogs to to get them adopted is a humane thing, I think. Adopt a meal. Adopt a meal. Meals on wheels. <laughs> meals. Adoption. Yeah. <laughs> Adopt a meal. <laughs> it is, you know, it's one of these things. It's like how how are, um, it's a definitely a, a an aspect of cultures that are just completely fucking different, you know, and it's where they feel one way about it and we feel another way about it, and uh, but who who's to say who's right and wrong? Because there's people that are like. 
cows are my pets. I grew up with a cow, and I would never eat a cow, and that's my pet. Like, people in India that way. But we're just like, bitch, give me a couple of pieces of bread, and that, that whole thing is done, you know? Some lychee jelly. That stuff looks so nasty. I'm looking at the pictures. It's like a it's like a strawberry, but with like weird outer skin, like a dragon fruit or something mm-hmm. outer skin. But then when they take it out, it looks like a fucking alien core, like an alien zygote or something. And then if you cut that in half, what is that fucking thing? Like the 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 nut looks like a fucking oh god, it looks extremely nasty. It looks like gelatin. Yeah, dog meat. Doesn't dog meat's meat all right. Look like the gel- dog meat looks all right, but the lychee. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I went to the festival. Maybe right. that's why they do the dog meat. Because they're like, these lychee are just offensive to people for some reason. We need to come up with a subterfuge. How about we kill 10,000 dogs? <laughs> all right. That's a good idea, Bob. Good. Ship it. We'll, we'll, start, this, we'll start the festival <laughs> in 2009. <laughs> It's like, yeah, what is that? Is that like an ancient festival? Have they been eating dogs? Nah. Nah, they've been doing it since the internet's been pumping out. And what's, and what's interesting is is um, the actual numbers of dogs they've been consuming each year has been going down. So I think the first year it was, yeah, really? it's like, so yeah, it was like, you know, 15, 12,000 dogs the first couple of years. And now it's down to like 10, 8,000 dogs per year. And it's just this. It's just this one province, right? Or is yeah. It well, you yeah. You win. It's one. just this this like city, basically, in Gaoting, China. And they just fucking whipping these, turning them these dogs into little dog chow mein and yum yum, yum yum dog. <laughs> <coughs> Do you think, uh, like, what do you think the best dog recipe is? Uh, you know, probably a Chinese dog suey is probably the most common. Just grind the shit up and serve it with pasta. A little red sauce, maybe. Mm. I mean, it's like the most basic. It's like the most basic, uh, you, you know, because you got to have, like, a, the right type of dog and all that other shit if you're going to do, like, a cut, like, do, like, a steak or something. Right, right. I guess you could do a burger. A burger is probably easy, too. Dog burger? So here, uh, let me. This is this is on. Um, I think AB Dog Burger this, Helper this is, is probably mobile popular. ABC.net AU. This is. Um, it says Chinese New Year, remembering how I first ate dog meat, and how differences bring us together. <laughs> I just brought this, this up. Written by a Keegan. Uh, Keegan Michael Peel. Yes. <laughs> Keegan Michael Peel. Nice. It was, um, <laughs> it's actually, it's an opinion piece by Bang Tao. Uh, and then there's a photo and the, uh, the, the, the description of the photo is very good. Is, uh, one moment. The description, uh, the photo. I've been getting such, so many phone calls and it's, it's really been distracting this podcast. It's really a, a pain in the ass. Butchered dogs are displayed at a vendor stall at a dog meat festival ahead of local, uh, uh, yeah, market ahead of a local festival. It's such a weird thing. Like they're all skinned and everything, and like, ah, uh, those definitely look like farmed dogs though, because these are all the same exact breed of dog. Which is, if you look at some of these, uh, it's clearly like that. That one looks like a little uh, Chihuahua, and and that one looks like maybe some kind of Weimariner and. That's like they're it. It's 
it's uh definitely like a hodgepodge which shouldn't you know shouldn't happen there should be like what's the best tasting breed of dog and then let's just breed that uh last december i was having dinner with a group and i don't do we uh, was having dinner with a group in the background when i asked to talk about something i expect like do you eat dog meat someone randomly asked which I assume this guy, Bang Chow, is Chinese, so I don't know. I hope that person was also Chinese, although that's a little racist, don't you think? Hey, buddy, you eat dog? <laughs> oh, man. Explain everything about Chinese culture and my experience to them, but the one story that grabbed the most attention and caused the most outcry was when I recounted the first time I ever had a slice of dog meat. I don't eat dog meat anymore. <laughs> but millions of people in China do, and since this year marks the year of the dog, <laughs> there's going to be a lot more. Actually, that's not exactly what he said. He said, I thought this could use some explaining and nuance. Interesting stuff. So uh, that wraps up the dog meat festival, Wing Bang Boom. How do you, would you eat dog meat? Um... Yeah, I probably would if I was, you know, when in Rome, you you do what the fuck people eat there. And I, I mean, if someone was making dog meat, why not? I wouldn't eat my dog. Obviously, you wouldn't eat like anything that you named and, and lived with or whatever. But I don't know. I mean, do you think dog meat is like inherently shitty compared to other? It'd be better than cat. If they had like dogs that were like, yeah, probably right. There's not a lot of meat on a cat and cats eat like shit. That's the thing, though. The diet of like a pet dog is like such shit. Like they get into the garbage. And they just eat, like, just fucking whatever. They'll eat, like, my dogs are, like, plastic shit. They chew up well, that's because your dogs are retarded. Chew, shoes and fucking clothes. <laughs> well, my dogs are, like, puppies. So they just, I'm, that's what I'm thinking of. But, like, then older dogs have, like, all kinds of problems with their fucking bodies. Yeah, I've seen dogs just eat shit. They don't live very long. But, like, a five-year-old dog that, you know, was being fed, uh, you know, I don't know, like a fucking, what's that Kobe beef where they just give him beer and, uh, and beer and, they, they feed beer the cows and skittles beer and shit <laughs> whatever they <laughs> they feed them like very rich diets and they don't do anything i mean you know it would make for some probably some juicy fatty meat yeah. I mean, if you found a which makes like me that, think that i don't know if uh, wanna... humans are all just unknowingly uh being farmed don't you think we're being farmed yeah like we're we're for what's what's alt What's the ultimate purpose for our farming? Like, who's eating us? The aliens. <laughs> aliens. <laughs> Wait. From this, you've got now your second uh, Google alert because you said this is the year of the dog, and I thought that'd be appropriate to get a because Chinese New Year was not that far back, like last week or two weeks ago, and uh, I bet you there's gonna be a lot of shit about what's gonna happen in the year of the dog because it is the year of the dog. So, so that is your second. Google alert. Year of the Dog 2018. D.L. Hughley and the Year of the Dog. A novel yeah. by Isaiah Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You know, I have half a mind. I have half a mind here now to give you the Google alert for, for Kobe beef. But I don't think that's going to yield much. All right, well, up to you. I will I will go with it. One I don't think it's going to yield anything. Uh, but I'll tell you. It's not going to okay. do anything. Well, you'll I'll come, come up, up with something. something. Maybe my next and final Google alert will spur 
something more for you. My last Google alert did not get me a lot, even though we had an extended period to collect. Uh, my I put in Tim and Eric, Tim Heidecker and Eric Wareheim. All three of those terms produced a grand total of two alerts, and one of them was about a uh, Super Bowl ad that was not necessarily uh, starring them, but it was uh, directed by Tim. Really, Eric. and what was that one? I, this is interesting. Really, really, it was per, it was Persil ProClean. It's a uh, laundry detergent. And it was a guacamole got on someone's clothing, and they used Persil ProClean in an unbelievably hilarious 30 seconds to get the guacamole out of the shirt. I mean, I would imagine that's like their version of being the shit, uh, the animatronic shit in uh, the Emoji movie. These guys got to make money, you know? Tim and Eric, to give you a little background for those who don't know, are uh, moronic comedians who do very lowbrow and very odd shit in very side side uh, dark channel channels, dark entity channels in the fucking comedy world. Uh, I did see their film, their big film, Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie. Have you seen Tim and Eric's Billion no, Dollar you, Movie? No, wait, you've seen that? I've seen it. It totally sucked. My brother-in-law chided me into doing it, and I was up at his house for a vacation one year for Thanksgiving. He was like, we got to watch it. And I was like, all right, I'm watching it. And it's fucking brutal. <laughs> uh, but it's, but there's like a few, there's a few points in the two hours that uh, they will make you laugh out loud. Like uh, Will Forte has this fucking awesome scene where in this mini mall that Tim and Eric go to like rejuvenate, it's like a fucking nightmare. And uh, the proprietor of it is uh, Will Ferrell. And at one point, he says, you guys seem like good guys. I'm psyched that you're here to do this. He goes, let's watch Top Gun. And they're like, okay, you know how it is when you first meet someone and you're like, you're tasked to like work for them. You're going to do what they want to do. And he puts Top Gun on. They watch Top Gun. Like the fucking entire movie. Then he goes, that movie is fucking great. Let's watch it again. (laughs) And they're like, okay. (laughs) And I think he fucking watches a third time. They have to watch Top Gun three fucking times. And then, and then, uh, What's his name? John C. Riley plays this guy. He's like dying from some fucking disease, but he like lives at the mall and he's like the he's like the lackey of Will Farrell and he shows him around. He's always fucking coughing and like freaking everyone out because he's so weird. But there's a great scene. The, the best scene of the movie for sure is when they go meet Will Forte and he runs a sword shop in this mall that's like it's beyond condemned. Like nobody would ever go to this fucking mall and they're tasked with like bringing it back to uh, its heyday. And they go to see Will Forte and they're like, hey, we're trying to, you know, fix this mall. And he's like, fuck you guys. And they're like, well, hold on. You know, we're, we're trying to help you out. I mean, you're trying to sell swords, right? And we're trying to. And he goes, I don't give a fuck. He's like, they fucking the city pays me not to sell these fucking things. So there's nothing you pricks are going to fucking. Do. It's just hilarious because he does this this very quotable line he has where he's like, fuck you. <laughs> and just the fuck you is, is like iconic because it's, it's fucking awesome. But so I mean, the movie though was shit, dude. I would not suggest wasting time with it. No offense to Tim and Eric. I mean, they're funny guys. They just go in a direction that is not for me. And uh, I try and be open-minded. I love sketch stuff, and I love odd comedy, and I love shit that is just funny because it's just awkward, or funny because it's taking one tiny point and trying to like 
pound it with you. Like the fact that they had to watch Top Gun three times in its entirety is like that's of course, funny. yeah, yeah. But I mean, but I mean that can't be like every every note in the movie. You have to have, you know what I mean? That would be funny in a movie that was kind of off quirky or offbeat, and that was like a side thing. But like that was probably the most normal thing to happen in the fucking movie. <laughs> It was just, it's just, it's just too it's much too for much, me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't be off road the whole it's, time. It's, uh, so I'm not a huge fan. No, no. And, and it's, it's a very, it is very interesting. It is just goofy. They're doing very goofy stuff and it's very, um, I don't know how, how I feel about it. I, yeah. But I'm the exact same way as like, there's some things I'll, I'll, I'll see it and I'll be like, huh, that's pretty funny. And like, there are some things that have make uh, made me laugh pretty hard, but it's, it's so few and far between. It's not worth it enough for me to sit there and watch it all. Um, yeah, especially yeah. the movie. I mean, because it's that—that's a commitment of, you know, fucking two hours or whatever, and that'll come up on your queue even if you're like, oh, I guess I got to watch. I, I I wouldn't have watched it. I don't think if, unless my brother-in-law, if my brother-in-law had not really pounded it, like we got to watch, we got to watch over like time, and then I'm like, all right, well, what the hell? I guess we get nothing else going. I don't need to watch Deadpool or some other bullshit, and there's not a whole lot of options. So whatever, put on Tim and Eric. Bam, and we watched it. Um, but I'll tell you what, I do like Tim in, um, he is the sidekick, which this is weird because it's fairly conventional. He is the best friend of Aziz Ansari in uh, his show. What's that show called? It's his show on Netflix. Uh, it's basically Master like, of you know, None. Following him around, he's a comedian. Master of None, thank you, which I've seen every episode of. I do enjoy it, it's funny, but it's very conventional. Uh, and Tim Heidecker is like his best buddy. So he's in the bulk of the episodes. And uh, he plays not not like a totally conventional guy, but, f- you know, for them, for Tim and Eric, very conventional. He's like a, just his buddy and does fucking quirky right, right, shit. Right, right, right. You know? And I, you know what I mean? But that's the thing. Tim and Eric are not even their base, their anchor. They're normal. They're, they're baseline. They're whatever. It's not even near what the fuck people are normally looking for they're so far out into the woods with their shit their starting point is fucked up and it just goes further away from the yeah trail. you know what's really weird so, is the people uh mega fans or, or fan or, or very huge fans of of them when that i whatever dude I'm, I'm getting so many texts and calls it's it's making me want to destroy just is it the huh? fixident people? You need to fix that because is it the fixident people? If you fucked up this sponsorship, I really hope I didn't. I really, really hope I don't lose it. that. That's a big one. It's our biggest one yet. That's probably who's calling you. Maybe they've gotten a sneak peek of that intro that you oh. fucked by mentioning the p word. What polygrip? Fuck. Again, now you've oh, mentioned it, dude. Uh, well, look, I, the biggest, yeah, the biggest fans of theirs. Um, and when I say this, I've never, I can't think. Of a male that I've ever met who is a big fan of Tim and Eric, who's like, yeah, dude, Tim and Eric's really funny. I really like their shit. Wait, is that is that to say that you found females that uh, love them? I have high, high numbers. High numbers of, of females who really? are yeah, who are like, I love That's Tim and Eric. That is the funniest shit I've ever seen. It makes me laugh harder than anything I've ever seen. And that's what's up. So a lot, a lot, what the a fuck? lot. It's 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 pretty ridiculous. Like, I'll ask. Yeah, yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. But no, no, no. I cannot recall a single guy who's like, yeah, dude, that's my jam. Tim and Eric is my jam. 
That is so fun. I feel like, you know, you say you learn something new every day. I feel like now I can say today I know exactly what mm-hmm. I learned because that blows my mind. I figured chicks would absolutely hate Tim and Eric because it's the type of banal shit that, you know, women usually fucking cannot stand. Like my wife does not get into, and a lot of, you know, conventional women, they're, they're like practicality. Like, oh, that's funny because it's true. Guys spend too much time doing this. Or, and not enough time on this, or they're not sensitive. When they watch Tim and Eric, they're like, can, can I fucking go now? No, no, hold on, hon. You got to see this one part. Can I fucking go now? This sucks. I don't even know what the fuck we're watching. This is not even trying to tickle mm-hmm. my funny bone. This is trying to annoy me. To... So you're obviously talking about like younger well, course, oh, yeah. females well, that don't have kids, um, that haven't really gotten into the practicality of female life yet, yeah. that are just like, oh, I'm going to pick this because guys that like funny stuff will really appreciate me. Look at how I'm trivializing these women like no problem. Because if they like Tim and Eric, let's face it, fuck them. Huh? They're, They're fucking confused. confused. Hey, man, you're really talking a lot of mad shit out here about Tim and Eric. They're obviously <laughs> doing something. Um, well, according to Google Alerts, not much. not much. That wraps up my final Google Alert. Although I do have one more for you. And I haven't... Who am I going to get? I'm, you know what? I was going to do Stormy Daniels, but fuck that. I've heard enough about that shit. I don't want to give you another porn star. I'm going to give you you porn that didn't get anything. I'm going to give you Tom Hanks as your third alert, and I'm going to tell you why. This is, And I'm hoping that you can find a way to bring this into the alerts. Tom Hanks, we know, is a great actor. He also has written a couple of books recently, and I just read one. And it was not great, but I love Tom Hanks. So I love the fact that he is trying now to do this other thing. You know, I think and, I actually uh, had Tom Hanks written down in, on like a side note in another episode of where I was going to give him to you. Well, too mm-hmm. late, motherfucker. If you did Tom Hanks and then author or Tom Hanks and then book, maybe it would go a little bit more in that direction because I'm sure he is mentioned on the internet every five seconds for being fucking Forrest Gump or Apollo 13 or fucking the man with one red shoe or big... I mean, the guy's been in a lot of movies. He's fucking iconic. So, uh, but if you can find something about his books, that would yeah. be interesting. I have I I have a, a a Google alert for you that I'd like to give you, and it is Russell Peters. I want to give you Russell Peters. <laughs> Russell Peters. Okay. Yeah. And you, you and you owe me one more. I need. I to do. One more. I owe you. I owe you one more. And here I am sitting with my thumb up my ass. I've got nothing for you. I've got nothing. You know what? So far, I've got, I have two you've comedians. got two comedians. Wait, who? Wait, who? Wait, who, I gave you. Who do you have? DL no, Hughley. I gave you. Mine is DL. Oh, oh you gave me yeah, the yeah, fat Jewish. You got Jewish. The fat Jewish. I'm sorry. That's right. You. The, you gave me the fat Jewish and Russell Peters. Two comedians. Well, arguably the fat Jewish. Uh, is yeah. Well, let's not jump to any conclusions here with that one. You know what? I'm gonna. Let's, <laughs> let's let the Google alerts decide let's, how valuable he let is. Let the Google the alerts decide here <laughs> with what's going on with him. You know what I want you to do? Uh, I'm gonna say, go ahead and 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 your Google alert is the Vegas Golden Knights. The Vegas Golden Knights. I do know a little bit about them. That's a new hockey team. Ironically, placed in the goddamn desert. Maybe not ironic because that's where the gambling takes place. So maybe they're trying to bring hockey into the gambling world. 
Well, it's the first. It's right, the. So I got it's the, the first uh, Vegas team that they they have. Yeah. Right in a, like yeah, a major, major league. league. It's the first major. Yeah. There's no. And uh, now they're all. They're really obviously the the Raiders are trying to move. They're they're moving there. And then. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. The Raiders yep. are moving there. They are legitimately mm-hmm. moving there. So yeah, it's a big and it's that's it's very interesting. The Vegas Vegas Golden Knights are uh, uh, are on track to be one of the most insane sports team stories of our century so all right well i got the vegas golden knights russell peters and the fat jewish and you've got dl hughley hughley hugh hugh hughley i think it is but i I don't know the year of the dog uh the year of the dog and tom that's it that wraps up this episode of uh talking points i'm isaiah cooper and my guest, and not my guest, but my my co-host, Mr. Greg McGinnis. Co-guest. co-guest. Guest, guest, guest. Greg McGinnis. Signing, signing off. off. This was a nice, nice tight one. Like All right, everybody. Thank you so much. And remember, if your teeth are falling out, fix a dent. All right. Thank you so much.